Hey everyone, it is September. It is a Tuesday. It is the 24th of September and this is the morning grind. I am not Stevie DPF Elegant. He just had a baby. He's preoccupied. So I'm taking over. I'm Grant Niefer and this is the morning grind and I'm hosting. The tables are turned. I'm joined here as an with an analyst by the name of Dean78904. How are you doing over there, buddy? What's going on? Yeah, it's Bizarro World. I'm playing the role of analyst. And by the way, I think, just to clarify, unless it was like a junior situation, I believe it was uh, Stevie's wife that had a child? That is, in fact, correct. But Congratulations. But he was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he was in the room. I'm guessing he was in the room. Unless know. he had to do some uh, swapping on his DFS. So, I know. Well, I think he had like NASCAR stuff he was trying to pump out at the same time. So, I'm sure it was a stressful situation for him. But, uh yeah, hope all is well in the Stevie household. Congratulations to the family. Yeah, congrats to him. He'll be back again at some point soon. Not really sure, not really forcing it. You know, when you have a baby, you got to take care of things. But he will be back soon enough. And if you guys haven't already checked out our sponsor, check out our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Rake-free DFS, no rake, and big contest. The largest rake-free contest in the industry here. $700,000 GBP 20 eight dollar entry 100k to first you aren't going to find much better than that you won't find better than that in the entire industry here so get on in on that if you can't afford it four dollar wish phone seventy two thousand dollars big 50 50s big buy-in stuff everything you could possibly need and again no rake on this site eight or twenty thousand dollar home run gbp tomorrow for baseball so guys get signed up using the promo code grinders and have a chance to get some free stuff from us every time, every once in a while we run a promo and getting that on it's pretty great. But we've got a full 13 game slate and I'm joined by a guy that talks quite a bit. So we should probably get down to business. You ready, Dean? We talked pre-show for about an hour or so about nonsense and things of that sort. And I was just going to add in just to, uh, you know, you talk about no rake and no rake and people are like, well, what about the membership fee? Oh, and I'm putting my glasses up too, as I'm saying that. And I don't know if you guys, do people watch this on YouTube or they just listen? I don't know. Like I have my camera on. I feel kind of strange, but this is how it's going down. And there's going to be no funny business. It's going to be totally hands are above board and all that. But, uh, you know, it tells you how much rake you've saved. And in 21 days, I've, I've saved $633 in rake. And yeah, I'm paying a $50 membership fee. But I mean, you're an accountant. Uh, I don't need to be an accountant, Grant. I'm fairly certain. Uh, it's better to pay 50 bucks as opposed to 633. Can you confirm? I can confirm. And I have paid $200 in membership fees and I've saved four grand in rake. So yeah. I'm paying what, what is it? One twentieth, 5% the rake that I would actually pay. So guys get in there, get signed up and get to winning money. We got a 13 game slate here. And let's get started with the first game on the slate here, the Cubs versus the Pirates here. Eight and a half total here. Let's start off with Hendricks here going up against the Pirates. We know that Hendricks is a guy that not really reverse splits, but he does strike out lefties at a much higher clip than righties on this season here. He's kind of changed up his pitch mix, stopped throwing that sinker and not get, trying to get ground balls versus righties here. 25% K rate versus lefties. 17 to righties here and this Pittsburgh team is probably going to roll out a few lefties and the righties are just not good at all any interest in Hendricks here at 8.8k uh a pinch you know he's not a sexy play like you said the K's don't really pop necessarily probably going to see like four or so lefties in that Pittsburgh side I presume Marte and Bell are pretty much shut down and that Pittsburgh lineup is dreadful the ballpark's good as well uh but Hendricks like you said not a big K guy a little bit better as far as against righties but you know, collectively in the entire season, it's worse than league average at 20.6%. So, you know, as an SP2, and we were trying to figure out the SP2, like we really liked the SP2 as far as the slate. And I guess he's in the bag. He's in the conversation of, and the Cubs still have some inf- incentive. They, they think they still, they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs just yet. If you look at like the projection models and all that, and the analytics, they have like a 1% chance, I suppose, that they run the table and Milwaukee tanks, but uh, they're going to play like they still have a shot. So, uh, maybe he goes seven clean against Pittsburgh. I suppose that's a route, but there's just better, better spots for me. So it's, it's, you know, not somebody I want to pick on. I don't like any of the Pittsburgh bats just to get that out of the way. <laughs> no pirates. Uh, but in, as far as this game in general, I don't really like it outside of like the pitchers to a little bit of extent. How about yourself? Yeah, I stop trying to host Dean. Um, <laughs> uh, I do like it as a pivot off of Bumgarner and Syndergaard. They're probably going to be the chalk here around the same price tag. Hendricks is going to come in about the fourth ownership, and this is being played in Pittsburgh. 
realistically, this team is better than a Miami team, but not by that much. So I have some interest in Hendricks, strictly as a pivot in tournaments. What about over the other side, Keller? Obviously, underlying numbers are good. The actual numbers are bad. He's got a 3.5 XFIP, 29% K rate. He's 7-1. I think that he might be the SP2 on the slate. Yeah, 28.6% K rate in the season. And you talk about, like, his batting average on balls in play this year is 476. Uh, That's small sample size stuff as well going on there. 43 innings, that's an absurd number, uh, which sort of speaks to his ERA, which is 774. But, of course, a Sierra is 377, which is excellent. That's very good, especially for the price. Uh, My one concern is, like, he's a young dude. Pittsburgh's going nowhere. And, like, the season's winding down. There's nothing to play for. So, they're not really going to push him. Maybe he goes, like, 90 90 pitches or so, give or take, as far as, you know, rolling him out there. But, like, you're not going to see a CGSO. Not that you need it for that price, obviously. But, um, yeah, he's in the mix as an SB2, more so for tournaments. And I should just say, I'm not playing cash this, you know, at this point in the season. I just kind of locked that down. Outside of, like, your occasional, like, big, you know, single injured, you know, uh, cash game 50-50 or something like that, which I'll click sometimes. But, basically, uh, I'm in your world, Grant. I'm just talking tournaments now. Yeah, yeah. And I think Keller's my guy for tournaments for SB2. There's a lot of high-priced pitchers. You need a cheap guy. There's not good options. I think he might be the top option for me, but it's close with a bunch of other guys. What about bats for the Cubs? Meh. I mean, whatever. I mean, the ballpark's better for lefty powers. I guess you can make an argument for Rizzo if you want to do so. Uh, I mean, I guess, right? Uh, It's just not – nothing's really popping for me. Uh, This lineup, as far as the projected lineup we're seeing, is what, 20.3%. So that's not a great number for striking out. And when we're – just jump back to Keller for a second, but – you know, everything is sort of contingent upon what the lineup say. It's just the best we can work with as far as recording it the night before. But, like, there's just no way I'm rostering a dude like Zobris. Like, the Zorilla is just a no-go for me. Uh, you know, Baez, I think he pinched it the other day, but he may – I don't know if he can play in the field or not. He's probably not going to crack this lineup. You know, it's not a lineup I want to pick on. It's not a lineup I want to roster. Again, this game, not too sexy for me. Uh, if, I, if I land in the pitchers as far as Keller or Hendricks, I'm okay with that in tournaments. Otherwise, I got nothing for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of kind of on the same page with you there. Um, not going to use any Chicago bats. Not going to use any Pittsburgh bats. You're on the same page. Yeah, I mean, unless something goofy happens, you know, somebody comes out there as far as a salary to make everything else work. But that's I'm not stacking anything up in this game, and or like insane wind or something like that. But it's not even a regularly so. No, it's not. No, it's 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 a no go for me. It's a no for me, dog. All right, next game we've got Scherzer versus Nola here. Phillies and Nationals. I believe they're playing the second game of a doubleheader here. Let's start off with Nola, 9.5K. Obviously a good pitcher. Not a great ballpark and not a great matchup here. Any interest in Nola? Yeah, I mean, I guess. You know, he's in the mix, and you're getting a bit of a price down on Nola, right? You know, he's cheaper than you would normally see him, and that probably speaks to, you know, the ballpark there in Washington's kind of sneaky good as far as hitting, and you don't really want to pick on that, that lineup either. And I guess he's sort of like – not to like not take a stand, but he's in the bag of the SP2s that we'll be talking about, the center guards, which is, you know, a much, much better position. The guy like uh, Mad Bum, much better positions. Uh, he would be a pivot, you know, away from those dudes. But otherwise, why? Well, why am I picking on Washington, who still, you know, is battling for their playoff spots? So they should have their A lineup in there. Uh, it's more or less going to happen, but they, want, they probably want to lock it down and kind of chill the last couple of days of the season or something like that. So, um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really seeking out Nationals, but I'm not rostering Nola. Yeah, I'm, I, th- I think Nola's a fade for me. And even though they may have their playoff card locked up, they're still fighting for that uh, home field advantage in that one-game playoff with the Brewers there. So uh, they will be playing for something pretty much till the end of the season. It is a big deal since it is a one-game playoff, and home field advantage definitely does help here. Next, we got Scherzer here going up against the Phillies. 11K, big price down from Cole here. Is Scherzer the top guy on the slate? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. You're talking about comparing basically Scherzer to Cole, like raw points that you're asking about? Not even raw points. I think Cole's the raw points guy, but 2K is a lot on the slate, especially when you don't have a cheap guy to throw in your lineup here as your SP2. And Cole's at 13K. Like, has he been 13K all season? He's, like, been in the 11s and the 12s. He's kind of worked his way all up to 13K and – you know, I understand the matchup is nice, and, like, we, we'll kind of talk about that when we get there, but I don't know if they're going to fully unleash Cole. Like, he, he's seen 101 pitches, 101 pitches. Like, again, their spot's locked down, and maybe they don't need to fully push him. Uh, probably not a CGSO. Might get those six innings or so and strike out seven or eight or nine or ten or 12. 
but you're not going to get the top of the bell curve game most likely out of Cole. Uh, like you said, Washington is battling, uh, you know, Scherzer against this Philadelphia team, which it's got Reese Hoskins in it. So how can you even, how could you consider doing that? Maybe that's your boy. Oh, uh, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't get the bat every time as far as I know. Scherzer's not been great, uh, kind of up and down since coming back from his injury. Is that a concern? Nope. He's still Max Scherzer. And, I mean, realistically, the last start, he gave up two home runs. That can happen with him. Like seven hits with – Except 11 Ks, not only gave up four fly balls the entire game. Yeah. So I, it's there's nothing. There's no underlying concern. It's not walking guys. He gave up home runs. It's just at the whim of Babbitt. Really, he's good, and you shouldn't worry about him. Yeah, I mean Ks the right. He's 38.8 percent. Ks the left. He's 30.4 percent. No matter either way, he's going to strike a bunch of dudes out. Uh, you'd rather not to see Segura in there. You want to see Kingery crack the lineup, um, but. Yeah, he's he's a. I'm perfectly fine. You, you kind of framed the question as far as Cole versus Scherzer, and we may need the, the funds there. Uh, I'm totally cool stopping at Scherzer as far as my well, depending where you're shopping, but it's my SP one. Um, you know, on DK fantasy draft or even on, on Fanduel, we've not. I've not taken a look as far as the panel prices just yet, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, no way. There's no way I'm not going to throw him out of the bucket. He's in the bucket uh, for my tournament teams. Um, but it, we're still like two, you know, a couple games in, and I don't want any hitters yet. Do you want any hitters yet? Uh, nothing from the Phillies. The Nats, like you can make the argument for Rendon Soto, but I'm, I, mean, I don't think I'm playing any Nats bats. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's one-offs, there's pivots, and things of that sort. You know, as far as stacking it up, it just doesn't seem necessary with all these teams. And we'll get to the hitters eventually. We'll get some hitters we like, at least I will. Uh, and uh, as of right now, it's just sort of. You know, it's the arms and nothing else. I got nothing for you. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We got Baltimore versus Toronto. They just finished up a 15-inning game uh, <laughs> right before we started this. And so their bullpen's probably going to be taxed. We got Bundy versus K here. Let's start off with Bundy, big home run guy, big strikeout guy. Are we using him against this high strikeout team? Yeah, it's kind of interesting for tournaments, and we were talking about an SP2. And, like, if this was earlier in the year, I would say, well, yeah, they might give Bundy, you know, a little bit longer leash. They maybe go a little bit longer because that bullpen's taxed. But like you said, but I, they said they have 14 guys in their bullpen, and 10 of their 14 threw baseballs last night. So they still have plenty of guys. Like, there's plenty of arms, uh, you know, with, with the expansion of rosters in September. So that to me, that's not a thing. And, like, all the guys are bad uh, on Baltimore, to my knowledge, with the exception of uh, Brian Harvey's kid. I don't know if he pitched last night or not, to be honest. But, you know, obviously, if you want the Toronto side, that's something that's worth checking. Uh, he gives up on, on the season zone Monday 1.63 homers, and he's jumping to a ballpark, his home ballpark and the away ballpark. Uh, that They're, what, 1-2? We talked about this pre-show. Yeah. Those are the top two ballparks as far as yielding homers. Uh, should note Gurriel uh, had a uh, – he was a late scratch on Monday night at appendectomy. Oh, well, I butchered that one. Appendectomy. Uh, so he's, he's done. Uh, he's, he's out with an appendicitis. Let's say that. Let's do the body parts. You know, basketball season's coming up soon there, Grant. Um, so, so cross him off the list. But, yeah, this is not – I mean, it's Bundy, you know, as an, as an ambitious SB2 because there is some Ks in that Toronto lineup depending on who they roll out. But it's probably more of a uh, hitter's game than a pitcher's game. And we're not talking about Anthony K, are we? I mean, he can go almost 100 pitches. He has 6.9K. He's in play. I really like Bundy. I should probably say that. 7.4K going up against a team that strikes out at a massive clip. And Bundy's strikeout numbers versus righties are high. And you've got lefties that strike out a huge clip and righties that strike out a pretty big clip. It's going to be around 28% in the projected lineup here. So I really like Bundy for the upside for tournaments here. Um, and K, he's in play. Not great. Like his numbers so far in since he's been the majors, haven't been bad. Baltimore team isn't bad. It's just a fact that SP2 is ugly today. So yeah. I'm using some K. What about the Baltimore bats? Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, VR has always got that jack-in-the-bag potential. He's certainly a guy that I would consider. Uh, don't mind a VR. And he, you know, usually hits toward the top of the lineup as well. So if you're on the road, especially, you know, a lineup that's doing fairly well, you, you kind of lock yourself in those five ABs, uh, depending on where he cracks the, the lineup. But I think he hits higher versus righties, if I'm not mistaken, for what it's worth. He usually leads off against righties and probably hits like fourth or fifth against lefties. Nonetheless, uh, like, like the, pow the power of Mancini uh, against lefties. And uh, I never get this, rain, this name right. Uh, Anthony Santander? Santander. It's not Santander. It's like Santander. That's how it is. Santander. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going with Santander because well, I can do I mean, you're I going with it, but it's, it's incorrect. The judges are telling me in my ear that that is wrong. But uh, nonetheless, whatever you call him, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect the fantasy points. Uh, you know, he's definitely a guy that, that can bang one out no matter what ballpark he's in. Uh, there, there was some pop there. 230 ISO versus lefties in the season. Uh, like that number a good bit. Mancini at 269 as well. So, yeah, those are the kind of, kind of, the kind of guys that kind of jump off the table for me. And uh, the Woba for Alberto is, what, 402. Like, not, not any power, but if you need, like, three singles, Alberto might get you there. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind any of those guys. And one guy you didn't mention because he has his zero ISO versus lefties <laughs> in the small sample size is Hayes, who I think he double-donged today in this game. Um, that might change, yeah. Yeah, he's 3.8. And he has ridiculous numbers versus righties. There's no reason to think that he's not going to have good numbers versus lefties, too. So he's a guy that I have a lot of interest in at 3.8K. What about the Toronto side? I know I said I had interest in Bundy, but home runs are big in DFS, and so are strikeouts. These guys do both. So the upside's big. The downside's also big. You can play both sides of it. That's okay. You don't, you don't have to take a stand. You can make different lineups and things of that sort. And, you know, uh, like, like I said, but Bundy, as far as the strikeouts, uh, it's popping against the righties at 28.8%, but he also is giving up a lot more power to the right side as well, too. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't play a guy like Biggio, who's got a 233 ISO as well. Uh, there's plenty of pop in this lineup. So uh, Grichik, same-handed, you know, Vladdy. Uh, I'm, I'm good with Vladdy as well. Uh, I like the Toronto side. I, I like the Bundy side. I'm going to play both sides of it. Uh, depending on you know how, what, what, what do we have as far as the salaries? These guys priced down or pretty reasonable? I have a Kings three five, Bijou near five, Grishik four one, Vlad three eight, Smoke three six, Reese three eight. So all of them are cheap outside of Bijou. All of them are super cheap. So yeah. I'm going to be looking at this game a whole lot, both Bundy and Toronto. I was super nervous about rostering McKinney uh, on Monday night because I thought like he was going to get the hook like really quickly once a lefty came in. Uh, and like they lost a couple by a couple bodies, and like Davis all of a sudden did a start and it started, and it wasn't uh, Fisher. And I thought McKinney might only hit a couple times, but he did actually end up batting five times. Uh, and I don't know if he faced the lefty, that gets kind of worth noting. But he, the only reason why he left the game is he was pinch ran for in like the 10th or something silly like that. But uh, yeah, if he's at the top, at least you can consider for, for tournaments and maybe a cash game play, I suppose. But there is some concern, and there's concern more so, it's heightened for everybody this time of year with the way the rosters are expanded. Uh, just players getting the hook based upon platoon matchups. But, of course, like Toronto's just sort of playing out the string. Nonetheless, they're still rotating in, guys in and out uh, as they see fit, you know, and when the game uh, calls for it, I suppose. So they're still playing it as a normal game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next game here, Mets versus Marlins. We have an eight total here, Syndergaard versus Alcantara. Alcantara, let's start off with him. 8.1K, we're not using him, right? No. Fair enough. Good analysis. I like it. Thorough. I figured I'd be succinct. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I like he's it. had a couple CGSOs this year for what it's worth, but no, I'm not using him. Yeah. And it's outside of Miami, which doesn't help. Uh, Cindergard, 9K, a little bit of a bump down from Scherzer. He, I think, is going to be another chalky option here. Uh, going up against the Marlins, who are obviously trash. But Cindergard's a guy that just every time you think he's going to do great, he <laughs> just ruins my night. Any interest in Thor? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to have interest because, of course, it's the Marlins. The ballpark's nice as well, and it's a meaningful difference, right, like off the big boys. And we were, we were kind of like trying to figure out, you know, we live the world of a salary cap, and, you know, you want Cole, you want Clevenger, you want Scherzer, uh, all those guys. You know, Flaherty is interesting as well, but they're all meaningfully different, you know, as far as the asking price. Flaherty at 9-8, the other guys even more so. Uh, and, again, we mentioned it was the Marlins, right? The Marlins are terrible. Uh, and against righties, they strike out a good bit too. You want to see, this is what you want to see. You want to see Lewis Brinson. You need Lewis Brinson in that lineup as well. You don't need it, but you love it. I know Alfaro banged in a couple homers on Monday night, but go right back to picking on Alfaro because he's not banging out homers, which you really can't count on. Uh, 34% strikeouts as well. Uh, and the Marlins just have a really hard time getting left-handed. So we're talking about, what, seven lefties, or, uh, seven righties that should be in that lineup. And Thor, with a game like Thor, and just sort of his reputation, you think the Ks will be bigger. Uh, 24.1% is like league average. That's like whatever. But, you know, at least you get a bump at 27.3% against righties, and just 20% against lefties. And again, this lineup should have like six or seven righties in there. And they're all inept too. Like even when they're hitting the ball, they're not hitting it far. So, uh, or hard. It's not a good lineup. They're not good at baseball. Have you just started um, playing DFS this, you know, this year? The Marlins are bad. Hope you're sitting down. Well, you want to hear a fun fact? What do you think the – how many guys under 35% hard hit rate in the lineup? 
Oh boy. Uh, the, the way, the way you're setting that up is you're sort of, I'm going to say, uh, one. Zero. Okay. Well, yeah, they hit the ball. Hard, my... Just, they don't hit the ball in the air. Well, okay. The yeah, no one has a out. fly ball percentage. So you could see Babbitt happen like they did with Matt's. You've seen it with a lot of ground ball guys, like, cause they all hit the ball hard. Just, they don't hit it up in the air. Um, so in any case, I'm still going to use a decent amount of Thor. Um, I prefer Scherzer a lot, but the price difference is probably going to make a pretty big difference considering there's not a really cheap guy on the slate that I want. And anybody can steal a base against them because that's another thing you weren't, you wonder with Thor, like, like you want to pat, you don't want to pass them on the, on the bases because he's really bad at holding on runners, but who's going to do that for the Marlins? I mean, Brinson, if he ever gets on base. <laughs> yeah. I think well, he's got some speed, but. He's yeah, saying, what's the old ad? You can't steal first base, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Mets. I'm assuming you want no Marlins. No, I mean, like I, I've rostered Brinson a couple times, and we kind of make fun, you know make fun of him. But uh, you know, like when he's 2K and like in a good spot or like a spot where it makes everything else work, you know, when it's slate dependent and all that, it's happened before. 2K you know, in cores, I still remember that. Yeah, like I, I've I've done it, and not I didn't feel good about it, and then it probably didn't go well either. But yeah. uh, th- I don't think this is the spot. And like September, you're going to probably find other goofy guys that are like 2K ish that you don't need to step down to a guy like Brinson this night. Slate's big enough, enough random people being lined up. So, yeah, no, that's a pass as far as Brinson. All right, Mets, uh, Alonzo, Cano's probably in play. Ramos is too cheap. McNeil, Nimmo, both decent plays. Like, I don't mind the Mets stack here. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Alcantara's got, you know, pretty good numbers against righty, especially from a power perspective. But, you know, the polar bear, Alonzo doesn't care, like, where the ball's coming from, who's throwing it to him. Uh, when he gets a hold of it, he's going to bang out some homers. He's probably trying to compile. I don't know. What is he at? Like 45-ish? Maybe close to 50? Is he closing in on 50 uh, homers for the season? Like, you know, what else are they playing for? Yeah. He's over 50. Is he? Yeah. He's at or over. Okay. Um, which might be leading the league? Huh? I believe it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can always play him in tournaments, but I don't think it's like a spot that's hopping. Like, it's not jumping off the page. But if you're playing 100 lineups, you know what I mean, or whatever – he, if nothing else, he makes a fine a la carte play, you know, just, just, just fly him solo in another stack and throw him at first base. But, you know, the Mets aren't jumping off the page for me. We know that Marlins bullpen is not very good, but the other part is who really knows what you're going to get out of it, but most of those parts are not good. I don't like talking about bullpens like in general at this point in the season. It's hard to generalize because there's so many different dudes, but collectively they're bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with the Mets, but there are a lot of good spots on the slate. Let's move on to the next game here. New York versus the Rays. No total here. No line at all. Don't know who's pitching. <laughs> uh, we've, I've seen Chad so Green. I've seen Tanaka. I'm not really sure. Um, if Tanaka's pitching, then I have some interest in it at 7.7K. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not not interesting. Um, and, you know, it's funny because the other side, I think McKay is kind of sort of so interesting. If we, you know, we, we think he can go like four innings or so. He banged out his first homer the other day, but like, congratulations to him. Of course, he's a, like the, the poor man's version of Otani, I suppose. Big prospect, that's half a organization, but we know how much they baby their arms as well, too. We've seen with Snell, we've seen with Glasnow, but of course, Tampa also is doing their best to make the playoffs. Uh, they're currently battling with the Indians. Uh, I think they have a slight edge as far as, you know, cracking uh, the playoffs. Got to root for them. I, I'm root for all those, like the small market teams, Oakland, Cleveland, you know, uh, I'm a fan of, a, of Tampa. Sure, why not? They do it the right way. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't – I guess Tanaka is in play. <laughs> sure. If he's even pitching. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I guess, but you're probably – you know, Tampa's going to put out a smart lineup that's, you know, one you don't necessarily want to pick on. The ballpark is good. What's the Yankees' incentive to push Tanaka too far? Does he have to get pushed to even justify the spot? Because he is fairly cheap. Uh, up and down, obviously, as far as Tanaka's numbers. is kind of all over the board. He had a nice start his last time out, but that was against what an Angels team that's without their two best players just sort of playing out the string. But I don't know. Like, it's hard to give analysis. But I think, I think Tanaka is, like, in the conversation of if you really need to step down for tournaments. And I, I want to see a note on McKay and, like, to see, like, if it's possible he can play or throw baseballs for, like, four innings or so. Well, and- that's the problem. Chirinos, like, I think you X off Ray's pitchers because there's no guarantee he's going to come in. Chirinos is opening. Um which he could end up going a little bit further into the game here. So I think you don't bother with Tampa Bay pitchers. 
Yeah, and we've seen Chirinos at times go for like four or five innings. It's just uh, he pitched on the 21st. He pitched one inning. And, again, Tampa's doing the best they can with the arms they have to, to make, you know, to close out strong. Uh, and if Chirinos is scuffling, I wouldn't be surprised if McKay comes in for four or five innings or so. But you're right. He might only pitch like two and change or three. But he is really, really cheap. And, you know, he is an uber prospect. Uh, and there is Ks there. And it's like you want to see – it's it's the old adage, like the old question, like if you're rostering a pitcher – do you want to see Stanton in that lineup? Like, you want to see him in that lineup, right? Like, because you're shooting yeah. for those Ks. Yeah, you do. But honestly, I, I, I think you just – if Tanaka's pitching, you can pitch him, play him. Otherwise, you just stay entirely away from this game because if Tanaka's not pitching, then it's a bullpen game. Uh, by the way, it's a super small so Yeah, the, the sample's way too small. But I, I saw 57% as far as uh, Stanton striking out for his lefties this year. But that's just yeah. like 14 at-bats, so – but yeah. like he's got a big number, just no matter what size sample you want to pull. Yeah. Um, what Yankees bat you looking at? I mean, Tampa's got a good pen. You know, Anderson's a really good. I don't. I, I didn't look to see if Anderson pitched tonight or not. But collectively, it's a really good bullpen. Again, they're battling for a playoff spot. They're going to put out their best arms. If it's Torino's, McKay, and like Anderson and those kind of guys, like Yankees, massive negative ballpark shift. You know, jumping into Tampa, the Cavernous ballpark there. I uh, it'll be actually be a big crowd too. Just a side note because people always get on Tampa for their crowd size, but uh, the Yankees have their spring training right around the corner, essentially, or in that neighborhood. So they might even sell the game out. It'll probably be Yankee fans, a good portion of them. Um, yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I don't think I want the Yankees. <laughs> you know, Stanton's four four. Uh, Judge is five one. So there's certainly some upside there, but. You know, you're DJ Mayhew for 5K in, in Tampa against probably good pitchers. No, I don't want it. I don't need it. Yeah, Crossing I'm maxing off every batter from this game. Good bullpens on both sides. Probably a bullpen game. Not a good ballpark. Not priced down. Not going to use them. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And uh, pending what the Yankees are doing, and the Yankees have a good bullpen, but like they're also sort of like on cruise control, right? So who knows what they're doing? Who knows what they're up to? But as of right now, as of this moment, uh, no interest in anybody. Of course, there's like one-offs, like Lau, Low, like a Choi or something like that. But I don't need anything. Meadows is a guy that, you know, has had really a really solid season. But you know, there's no discount for that terrible ballpark. Uh, yeah, it, it's I'm with you. It's it's basically it's a basically a cross-off. Yeah, let's move on to the next game. Here we got Erod going up against Volquez. Eleven total in this game. Red Sox Rangers. Let's start off with Erod. Got to be decently hot, decently humid over in Arlington. Any interest in Erod? Yeah, so, yeah, we, we hate the context as far as the weather. What do we have as far as projected weather? Is, is it a nickel shade day? Is it a little bit warmer, a little bit cooler or what? Uh, 70, 87 degrees, which is oh, still okay. decently hot, but 50% humidity. Okay, fair enough. Um, as far as the Ks in this Texas lineup, you know, we, we presume they're going to be there, right? There's no Gallo, unfortunately, but – uh, we're talking about the projected line of 26.8% outside of Kowloon, out, out, outside of Solak, who's got a small sample size. There's so many Ks there. Uh, Boston just sort of playing out the string, nothing to really play for there. You know, Erod, a little bit better than league average as far as his Ks at 24.8%. Uh, not a massive split, lefties versus righties. Um, you know, he can get there. He, he, it's such a cop-out, but I, I think he's an interesting tournament play, and it might the lineup might pop from a you know Erod perspective if we get a couple extra guys in there if Solak takes a seat, but as of right now what we're seeing we're seeing a lot of K potential there. Uh, you want to see Santana in there thirty three point three percent as far as striking out versus lefties. Um, look, it doesn't matter what the temperature is if you're not hitting the ball, right? Yeah, but the problem is there's too many other good pitchers. I'm maxing out Erod. I'm maxing out Volquez. I'm maxing out pitchers from this game. Okay, so what hitters do you like? Um, on Boston, all of them. Yeah. It's either Volquez or I've seen Gerardo in some spots here. Again, at this point in the season, you don't really know what's going to happen here. Um, so either way, not good pitchers here. Boston's very good hitting. This is a good ballpark. All the Boston bats, probably JD being my fa- favorite just because of his price tag being slightly less than the other guys. But play anyone. Play literally anyone in this Boston lineup. They're pricey, so you're going to get them. And, like, you know, 13 games late, you get a lot of guys low-owned. But, you know, Betts at 5'7", Devers at 5'5". Five, five. J.D. pretty respectable at 4'9". You want him against the lefty, but he can smack around righties as well, too. And like you said, you know, both the projected pitcher and the uh, the long man, both are, you know, coming from the right side. But either way, I'm cool with that. 
Um, otherwise, the rest of the lineup is sort of meh. Ben Intendi's has really been scuff, you know scuffling, kind of sputtering to the final. You know, I don't even know if he's going to draw the start or not. I know he didn't play. Uh, I think he's been battling some kind of injury or just being terrible, possibly both. Uh, do you have like a one-off on the Texas side against Ebron? Dean, I'm hosting, and no, I don't. What you know? Instinctually, I feel like <laughs> that's where my brain goes. Why can't I throw it back to you? It's this is banter, is it not? I don't know, but I'm not using any Texas bats. Are you? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Right. I'm not. I'm not planning on it. I don't want to. No, I mean, look, I don't like to speak in definitives on these podcasts because, God forbid, I use a Texas bat that's three homers, and it's like you said on the morning. Dude, you're on the podcast and like. 14 hours, so don't worry about what if, it. What if my opinion changes, you know? Then you say your opinion changed. Yeah. You cover your bases. People say you're a big fraud. And, you know, we moved the needle as far as ownership projection at like 0.0001%, give or take. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game here, which makes another interesting picture here. we got Clevenger going up against Santiago. Uh, we have a 10 total here. White yeah. Sox versus Cleveland. Clevenger is slightly more expensive than Scherzer, but we've got the White Sox with a 29.2% K rate in their Oof. projected lineup. Going Beautiful. up against Clevenger, who has better numbers than Scherzer this year. Ooh. Are you using Clevenger? Is that correct, or is that a bull, is that a hot take, or are you saying the numbers are definitely better? Um, I mean, just looking up, XFIP and K rate. I think you're right. Well, it depends. Uh, just looking at x and K-rate, he is higher in both. Uh, Scherzer's got a K-rate at 34.8%, Clevenger at 34.7%. So, like, you know, that's, that's – Oh, a- gosh, that's so much bigger in any case. <laughs> I was saying, lower. I was saying that's a wash. Uh, and, of course, Scherzer's got the benefit of playing in the National League. The pickup pick, pick pitcher, yeah. I really want to say he's better. But Sierra is a little bit lower for Scherzer for what it's worth. Um, and just, Clevenger- yeah, just move on. Are you using Clevenger? Why are we? Yeah, you know, why am I getting off track? You know, this this is why I'm not asked on these podcasts. I just go off on the rails. And As you're going off the rails again, <laughs> uh, is, is Polka going to be in the lineup? Because if so, yes. If Polka's not in the lineup, if so, yes. Yeah, the K rate is huge here. Um, I'm honestly having trouble deciding between these two guys. We'll and see where it goes it. tomorrow. And se- like he's got a leash, right? Like I mean, he has no leash. Like he's they're gonna let him go. The, the, yeah, and I mean, matters. there's one thing we know about Cleveland pitchers is Franco likes to let him, you know, just destroy their arm. So Clevenger probably about the same leash as Scherzer here. Honestly, raw pitches. points. I think Clevenger's higher, but the salary makes it a little bit tough. Uh, no less than 103 pitches in his last 10 games, for what it's worth. And again, Cleveland's battling for a spot. Um, you know, and, the, and the, all the K's there as far as the Chicago side. I know he's more expensive than Scherzer, but, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't matter as far as salary, right now I'm taking Clevenger over Scherzer. Is that a bold – is that a hot take or that just makes sense? That's not hot. Honestly, it's a pretty close to a coin flip for me. I just like the extra 800 bucks in salary. But I haven't created a lineup here. What about Santiago, other side, not using him? Uh, Hector Santiago? No. If that's, that's a pass. That's a no. All right, then you look at the Cleveland Bats. Yeah, I mean, we talk about Jack and the Bag candidates. Uh, Lindor, absolutely leading off. You know, it's the same deal, the same spiel as far as leading off on the road. You know, guarantee that ninth inning, no matter what's going down, no matter what the score is. Uh, Jack and the Bag potential for Lindor. I got a shot. You know, uh, on Santana, Puig, uh, Ramirez expected to play as well too. Which, what is? Do we get a weird price on Jose Ramirez or no? Five uh, K, not weird. That's not a weird price. That's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, for whatever reasons, the site seems to hate like Puig, but he's priced up a little bit more than he has been. But he's always a guy that's like, it's just kind of like his price is a little bit too low, but this is where it probably should be. Um, yeah, I mean, the Cleveland outfielders do some goofiness as far as, you know, uh, platoon stuff. So that's always a concern as far as the Luplos and the Mercados of the world. Uh, but yeah, if you're stacking it up, sure, absolutely. We know Fran Mel Reyes has a ton of pop in that bat as well, too. So he's definitely uh, viable for tournaments. As far as the Chicago side, I got nothing for you. Yep, uh, I'm not using him versus Clevenger. If you really want to take a shot on someone, Moncada or Abreu would be the only two guys I'd think about. Or Polka, if you just want to take a zero. This is this is. I mean, he's been hot recently. He's had more <laughs> hits in his last week than he had in the entire rest of the season. So there's that. But well, what's his uh, his batting average was actually lower than than, uh, than my age. What what is it now? Is it it was above? lower than my age, I believe, and now it's at 70, 71. So it's still. It's still lower than my age, uh, but it's, it's higher than yours. 
That is correct. That is in fact correct. I'm not 70 years old. Uh, let's move on to the next game here. Atlanta versus the Royals here. Duffy to Hayron. We have a nine and a half total here. To Hayron, 7.5K. Not a whole lot of options. Only 4-3 applied run total against him. Mondesi's not going to be in the lineup. Not a lot of great bats after you get past Witt and Gordon and Solaire and Dozier. It just gets bad. Also, Solaire and Dozier strike out a huge clip. Any interest in Tehran? Oh, man. I don't like playing Tehran. I like how you expressed that. Tehran? Like, Tehran? I never get that one right. Tehran? I don't even know if I said it right. That's how I've always said it, and that's how I'm going to continue to say it. Julio Tehran. I, I appreciate it, uh, the, the enunciation you threw on there. Um, like, historically, he's a guy that's been smashed by lefties this year. He's basically the same. You know, lefties, righties, more or less the same dude. You know, the Ks aren't particularly special. But like you said, uh, that, that can't see a lineup. Adalberto Mondesi is no longer going to – I think he's done. He's getting shut down for the rest of the season. And the, that lineup really falls off the table uh, after Solaire. He's got, like, what, 45 home runs or something like that. Uh, even Dozier's got some pop in his bat, too. I shouldn't shortchange him. And I guess McBroom to some extent, or even though Herm from the left side. But it's bad. It gets really ugly quickly. Um, I don't want to roster Tehran. And also he's jumping. The, I know it's a nice ballpark to pitch in, but he's got to face a DH as well. The DH – Spoiler alert is not going to be good, but, um, you know, I, I, I'd rather take a shot, I think, on Erod than Tehran. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to kind of pick in this sort of this area, is, is, that, is that a reasonable take? If you're going to force me to pick a guy around that spot, uh, I'll take the upside of Erod over, over Tehran. Who's just like, Erod's 10-4. Oh, did I misread that price? Oh, never mind. You That's, absolutely did. Oh, my apologies. I was wondering why you spent so long saying you could play Erod. Can we pause and, and can we pause this so I don't flake an actual schmuck and the people I'm not exposed? Or no, you're, you're exposed. Gonna, we um, all read wrong. It's the night before a podcast. You can make mistakes. <laughs> Somebody else out there, like, you've already been exposed like four games ago. Um, yeah, so Tehran is easy. I don't want to click on that button, just to be fully clear, but I understand if you would. He's safer that? than Bundy. He's safer than Keller. Do we want safe? I mean, I'm talking, if you're still paying cash to Aaron's your SP2. Is he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, I mean, it's an interesting conversation because I think it's in a, there's another world where you can just play, like, Syndergaard and... Actually, yeah, you can get up to Bumgarner. I guess I didn't realize he was only 700 more expensive. Yeah. Um, but Tehran's in play. What about Duffy on the other side? Uh, are we playing Duffman? No. I don't think so. Not against Atlanta. Atlanta Bats, which ones are you looking at? Yeah, so... Albies didn't play all weekend, right? I think, and Atlanta's just kind of chilling, so they might do something goofy with their lineup. And I think is Freeman dinged? I feel like I feel like I read Freeman was hurt. Is he? He might be. It doesn't look like he's going to be in the lineup. Yeah, and it's lefty on lefty, and yeah, he's he's probably going to sit out. And Atlanta's got nothing to play for, but you know, Acuna is having fun. Has he got his forty for forty yet, Acuna? That's going to happen. He's got his forty bombs. I don't think he has his forty uh, bags. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I, I should check and see what the. I got it. Generally speaking, you know, left-handed pitchers are better at locking down the stolen bases as opposed to righties, but there are absolutely some exceptions to the rule. He's three-way. Okay, yeah, so that's going to happen. I think Acuna wants the 44-40-40. Like, I've seen him, like, stealing third base, like, recently, and you don't steal third base unless you're trying to compile some stats, especially when you're on cruise control and, you know, you're, you're already in the playoffs. Like, what are you doing? But, you know, he wants that 40-40. He wants to drop the Canseco or – a-Rod, and there's a couple other dudes we discovered early in the week that also did um, Who is it? Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, Soriano as a Cub, I believe. And Bonds. Uh, he might have done it as a Yankee. Oh, I, yeah, well, there you go. Can we pause the podcast again? I don't, again, I'm exposed for the second time. Um, yeah, so I don't necessarily need the Atlanta guys. Can we get to some of these Atlanta outfielders on the cheap? What do we have? Duval at 4-3, that's not particularly cheap. Uh, maybe like cheaper, like on Fanduel or something like that. But DK Fastgraph, it's whatever. Yeah, Riley's pretty. It's fine at three nine. I don't mind that. Um, oh, a little Beham revenge. Beham if he draws a start, some revenge stolen bases. I mean, uh, I think he has more revenge to go with Cincinnati, but <laughs> he was terrible in Kansas City, wasn't he? Yeah, he was not good. Uh, not that he was particularly special in Cincy, but he was always a season long guy that you sort of held your nose with. Season long, we're talking DFS, Grant. We're done with this game, right? Uh, yeah, you're not using any Royals bats. Dozier, yeah. Solaire, both decently cheap going up against Aaron, who doesn't strike out guys at a massive clip and gives up some hard contact and fly balls. So if O'Hearn was still like 2-2 or 2-3 maybe, 
Uh, but three three, I guess you can play O'Hearn. Uh, yeah, I'm not enthused you can play McBroom. Um, but yeah, not enthused about. Let's move on to the next game here: St. Louis versus the Diamondbacks. Here we have a eight total: Flaherty versus Leak. Flaherty, great numbers on the season. Might get lost in the mold. We already talked about it a little bit before this podcast. Are you using Flaherty? Yeah, uh, he's definitely somebody that's worth considering. St. Louis is actually playing for something. Uh, he's been pitching deep. He's been striking out the world. You know, try to find his last, like, bad start. It's not easy to do. Uh, this Arizona team is not, like, anything to be afraid of. Sure, yeah. I mean, again, if you're trying to get snacks that are a little bit more expensive, uh, Flaherty can absolutely be your, your, your SP1. Like, I have no problem with that. I don't hate it. My problem is they could roll out seven lefties. And – if there's it's K rate to lefties, 23% compared yeah. to 35%. That's my real problem here. I mean, there are some lefty Ks is the problem. Avelia striking out a 34% clip. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rojas at 24, Amante 26. So there are strikeouts to the lefties, but I don't hate it. I don't like it. I'm, I'll have some shares of them, but it's, it's just a sprinkle here and there. What leak we're not using. No, and, and no Cattell Marte, by the way, just thrown out. I think he's done for the year. I'm fairly certain he got shut down as well. So that's a, that's a hit to that Arizona side as well. But like you said, it is a fair point. that There's a good bit of lefties, but um, there are also still lefties that strike out a good bit. And like Rojas is still – he's probably like a quad A player, and he might be something one day, but he's not a complete product just yet. And he's, he's coming close to leading off these days. And Almonte's and our guy is just not – that guy's not a major league hitter. Um, you know, and, and Flaherty's just like been crushing of late. And there is a, you know, a difference in price, you know, nine, eight, it's enough to make me, make me think about it. If I'm pitching pennies, if I want an extra bat or two in a different stack. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I like Flaherty a good bit. As far as the St. Louis side, gold already got his revenge, by the way, who could have predicted that revenge is real. Clearly uh, he pummeled. I think it was off a lefty because he does. And I like lefties. This is his first series back in Arizona. Mike Leak. Um, yeah, we're not rostering. Like you, you mentioned, if we're rostering, you kind of asked. Yeah, that's not happening. I already said. I remember I'm the host team. Yeah, uh, he doesn't miss bats. He gives up too much power. Uh, lefties, righties, doesn't discriminate. Yeah, uh, I, I'm on Goldie again. Um, otherwise, it's it's hard. You know, nothing really is terribly exciting here. But you can roster your Arizona if you want to have have a good time with that. I'm not going to talk you out of it. Fowler probably leads off once again, but. You know, this is not a premium stack. It's interesting, I guess, if you're, you know, kind of guy that rolls out a ton of lineups. But I, I like Goldie as an a la carte play. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I'm not using any Arizona bets outside of maybe Rojas just because of his price tag. What about you? Uh, Arizona dudes? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I like um, it. You're not used to that. <laughs> yeah I, i'm getting paid by the word here right is it somebody keeping count at home is that not how this works i mean i don't think anyone pays enough attention to you to do that yeah <laughs> oh, are they gotcha. still with us is the question because i i, I cut me off if i'm rambling i apologize but i have a lot to say. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to i'm doing a good job of it next game <laughs> uh colorado versus san francisco we got an eight total here hoffman versus Bumgardner. hoffman 4.8k san fran not a great lineup Hoffman, decent strikeout numbers, been all right recently. Away from Coors, I have a lot of interest in him, and I hate myself. Talk me off a ledge. Well, no, you gave me the pitch first. Like, what is what is the pitch? Just within the world of a salary cap? Um, the fact that he does have bad numbers, but he's getting the biggest ballpark upgrade in the majors, and it's not remotely close. Uh, he's still got a 21% K rate this San Fran team is not good. It's in San Francisco. Hoffman may be trash, maybe just absolutely hot trash, but we have no viable pitchers under 7K. So 4.8K on a slate with Cole, where Cole's probably going to go a little bit unknown because of the other options. I want some I want some Hoffman, and I think I, he's, he's gotten two – or his last two games has 10 points almost in cores. Game before that, San Diego, 18 points. He's been better lately. He's been getting some Ks. He's going up against San Fran. He's playing in San Fran. Hoffman's my guy on the slate, I think, for tournaments. Yeah, I mean, his Sierra is almost two points lower than his ERA, but his ERA is almost seven. So, 
Yeah. Um, That's fine. I don't need them to be good. I need them to be serviceable. You need them to survive, basically. You're looking, well, you want 11 points? What do you want? 11, 10? I, I think he's going to get 15. Mm, a little ambitious. Um, um, he's gotten it in 33% of his last three starts, and all those that were home or away starts. 33% of his last three starts is one game, you're saying. <laughs> he's averaging around 13 me. points in his last three starts. Oh, boy. Um, of which were in Colorado. And by the way, you mentioned, you're right, like as far as SB2, like spoiler alert, the, the, the names don't get any better as far as the cheapies. And that's why I think, you know, you said it already, that Cole is just not – so it's all about what the slate dictates. And this slate is telling us, like, Cole is awesome. But the step-downs are really, really legitimate and really, really good. And, like, you can't just say I'm going to roster Cole and, like, okay, how am I going to make Cole work, you know, because you got to roster everybody else. Uh, and like we're going to talk about him, and it's a great spot. And in no way am I to try and discourage anybody rostering him, but I just I think it just puts you in a bit of a a hole. And like one of these guys at seven k and under is probably going to be good. And the one we liked before was like I guess you pick seven k to get seven one is is Keller. Um, I guess you can roll with like a Keller Cole lineup, and even that is is a little bit tricky. Uh, you know, as far as your sticks on DK specifically, three point seven per, which you can make work. Uh, I don't know what kind of stacks you can get with that. Maybe enter your one offs something super cheap or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's bad. So I I understand. I hear you. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't feel good about it. And you clearly don't feel good about it either. Um, I mean, I don't feel good about a lot of things. I still do them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I I can't talk. I cannot fully talk you out of it. I would say he's the best option down there, unless I can somehow guesstimate that McKay is going to pitch four innings or so but I don't think I can do that right now. Yeah. I definitely can't do that right now. Definitely can't. Uh, what about Bumgarner on the other side there? Uh, Colorado, obviously much worse on the road. Bumgarner is good. Getting the best ballpark. Deeper than Thor. I think he might be a better option than Thor. Yeah. Uh, I was curious to, to pull up the BBP because I figured he'd probably seen, and I know not a BBP yet. I'm just playing the role of Stevie because that's kind of his role. And this is a, the people out there want to get a BBP take and they face each other a lot. Uh, so uh, story against him historically pretty terrible, not, not good at all. And you know, and that's with half his games being played in Colorado. Yeah, uh, and and as far as Nolan Arenado, you know, not spectacular either. And again, like half the games playing in Colorado—that's something you care about. Uh, and he's been just good against Colorado in general as a whole. Just kind of taking a look at, at all those names, he's actually been pretty solid and uh, meaningful difference in the price. Bumgarner, he's a free agent. So like Sam Fran is like no reason to like, you know, put any sort of chain on him. They'll, they'll let him go. They'll let him have some fun. And I think as of right now, he's projected the pitch on Sunday against the Dodgers. And if nothing else, he probably wants to finish strong with this team. I imagine maybe you can make that narrative for Sunday. If that's something that works for you, but yeah, uh, the Rockies just are sputtering and they're just not good outside of a couple hitters. And people just like think, well, Rockies, you got to play them. And <clears throat> that's obviously a Coors Field thought, not a San Francisco ballpark thought. AT&T, is that what it's called these days? I think so. Whatever it is. Um, I'm in. I'm in on Bumgarner, which is a weird thing to say. And also because the price, 8.2K, just seems too cheap. He has not been in the best form of late, but, you know, tough matchup at Boston, you know, at St. Louis as well. He's back home uh, where he's more comfortable. So, um, sure, let's play some Bumgarner. I think he's like a math play. I think he's your SP2 in cash. Um, and a great GPP play. Colorado, are we using any bats from this game? No, probably not. Like, yeah, unless the you Saints want... cutting you off. Oakland versus Angels. Peters versus Bailey. <laughs> Nine and a half total here. Any interest in Bailey going up against the Angels? 8.4K, more expensive than Bumgarner. Um, any interest in him? I, I don't – I mean, how many guys have to be out on that uh, that, that angel side for, to all of a sudden think Bailey is the guy? But, like, he's been good. He's been good of late. And maybe just sort of like it's you know, first impressions. Uh, he's got a bad name these days, but he's been great of late. And, you know, Oakland's um, – well, I guess they're locked in the playoffs. Well, not locked in, but they're like a 97% chance to do the math on it or something like that. And this L.A. team – who are we going to see as far as far as that lineup? Because you don't want to see Simmons will probably be out there, but you want to see like Hermosillo, he strikes out a ton. Faye strikes out a ton as well, too. Not that Bailey is his K guy. Um, he but, had 11 Ks in his last outing, but go on. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like a league average K guy. Maybe a little bit worse. 21.6 in the season. So, yeah. And, and But you want to see, you know, the Angels, obviously, no trout. Uh, you know, 
it's, it's ugly. You know, Fletcher is a pest. Like, he's not a good bat, but he's not going to strike out either. He's going to pop out or he's going to ground or it might, like, bleed something through the, uh, the hole and then get a single or something like that. Uh, but you want to see Walsh, Feiss, and Hermosillo. If you see those guys, you're in business. Yeah. Um, I like Bailey and big field tournaments. Everyone's going to be on Bumgarner over him, and chance of Bailey outscoring Bumgarner are pretty good. Bailey can put up a big game. This is a decent ballpark for pitchers, which he's a big fly ball pitcher, hard contact guy. And this team is just trash right now. This team is not good. There are a few low strikeout bats that are definitely bringing down the strikeout average. But Hermosillo, Dice, Walsh, Calhoun, Godwin, or Goodwin, all big strikeout guys. So he has a chance for a big outing here. I like Bailey in big field tournaments. Peters on the other side, you you really didn't like my Hoffman take too much, but <laughs> – Peters is the other guy that you want if you want to go cheap. He's the guy you have to use, and I definitely use Hoffman over Peters. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing like a you know a Sophie's Choice or an F Mary Kill situation for me, and you're forcing me to pick here, uh, I'm gonna marry <laughs> or whatever. I'm gonna do. So, I'm, I'm taking the you know Hoffman just because you know the lesser of two evils. Um, so yeah, that, that, I'm I'm not rostering Peters. That's your asking. Add a kid. Uh, Oakland bats. Yeah, uh, you know, ballpark jump, right? You know, it's not a huge one. Uh, we've seen more homers this ballpark this year uh, than in years past. At least that's the way it was about a month ago or so. I know you pulled up that page earlier. Maybe I'm still up in front of you. But, um, you know, that's a, partially due to they lowered the fences out there in right field. I think that was a year or two ago. Maybe it's kind of adjusted to some degree. But, yeah, I mean, Chapman, Kana, you know, the tricky part is, is that, you know, Oakland does play the platoons, and uh, you're going to see – I mean, I'm going to be here. I'm going to, I'm going to tilt us a little bit. I had an awesome lineup going the other night and I think I was in first or, you know, in a lot of contests or close to first and Pinder, you know, lefty smasher, lefty masher, if you want to call him that, or even lefty du jour. Um, you know, he was two for two. He banged one. He was, he had a single as well. And they made a pitching change right in front of him. And who cares if he's two for two, the manager's like the math says, uh, if a righty comes in, he gets the hook and that's what happened. So I have a hard time clicking in that button. I'm just apprehensive. He might only get two at-bats, and Peters is not going to go deep. So he probably only sees two at-bats, depending on how the game situation goes down. Now, if it's like 12 nothing in the fourth or the fifth, he probably sticks around. So, yeah, uh, favorite bat is Chapman. Semien, by the way, sneaky awesome season. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, no, he's been crushing this season, um, especially recently. Yeah, I'm with you. Chapman's my guy. Don't mind Canha. Don't mind Chris Davis at 3.6K. You need, need some price savings. And Simeon's going to go unowned at a position where I'm not sure there's that many great options. Uh, but, yeah, man, that, uh, that's pretty much it. And uh, Angel's 11th in home runs for ballpark factor. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Slightly above average. What about Angel's? I don't have any interest in a single one. No, I can't imagine. And, by the way, Davis, like, he's got to finish – he's got about 247, so you just know he's going to finish strong. He's going to get, like, five or six hits in each of his next six or seven games, right? He's got to finish – the batting average is currently 217, so – the math yeah. says he's yeah. going to close the season like 30 for 30. Yeah, yeah, it's got to happen. Let's move on to the next game here, Padres versus Dodgers here. We got Rich Hill, I believe, opening, and then yeah. Stripling coming in afterwards. It's a mess. It's, yeah, we're not playing 9.2 for Rich Hill, right? For no. Two innings Wait, what? Two what? Not, no. <laughs> what are they charging? For? No, no, stop it. And then Stripling's probably not going to go too long either. He's a guy that – been around 36 pitches, so he's out. We're not using those pitchers. Other side, uh, I butcher this guy's name every time. Balanos? Balanos? I think it's Balanos, but it's got like one of those tildes. No, it's not a tilde, but like the – I can't remember what it's called now. Like Inye. Inye? Yeah, four years of Spanish. I couldn't think of it. That's the one thing I remember from Spanish. <laughs> that and that no is also no in Spanish. Que tia Balase? Uh, um Dodgers bats. Are we using? Well, are we using Bellas? Yeah. So you know, speaking of teams that are just annoying the roster players from, you know, the Dodgers, especially with platoon guys, and you know the rosters have expanded. Yada yada yada. Like you're probably going to see Jock Jams leading off, but if a lefty comes in, he probably comes out and maybe he bangs out his homer in the first inning, and it doesn't matter. But that's just annoying, and I don't, I, I, I don't play the Dodgers a ton outside of the guys that you kind of sort of know are going to stick around. 
that Dodgers and one of those teams last week of the season kind of sort of on cruise control. They know they're going to be in a week or so. They want everybody to stay healthy. They want everybody to stay fresh. But, like, in theory, you can play all these guys in tournaments. You can play, you know, Peterson and Bellinger and the whole deal. Seager, sure, why not? But I'm not enthused right now. Not a great ballpark. Their home ballpark stinks too. But, um, yeah. Their home ballpark, by the way, 10th in home run ballpark factors. Is it? Yeah, but I think that's largely to do with Cody Bellinger. They have guys that can bomb it, so Bellinger probably gives a huge uptick to that. What's San Diego since we're here? Twenty-sixth. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that San oh, Diego. Twenty-second, but still it's, bad. It's better for uh, righty power than lefty power, correct? If I remember correctly, yes. Yeah, um, but whatever, dude. Like, I mean, and and I'm not rostering anybody in San Diego unless I get like a goofy guy that's like all of a sudden make the crash. Manny's three seven. Like, they're getting the Rich Hill pricing, so they're cheap. Yeah. But I still don't have interest in him. He's in the pool. If I land on Manny, so be it. But he's he feels like – and, you know, we get caught, like, in these, like, season-long numbers, you sort of, like, forget. Like, but, like, it feels like Manny's having a bad season. Is like, or disappointing. Is, I mean, for by his standards. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, versus lefties – or versus righties so far this season – 304 Woba versus lefties. He actually has good numbers with a 440 Woba. But overall, just a, not a great year for him. Not paying off his, what, 30 mil a year, whatever it was. Well, I mean, if nothing else, you can always point to, like, if anybody calls him on it, you can just, just point to Hosmer. Like, don't talk to me. Talk to him first. Yeah, yeah. You say <laughs> I'm bad. Look at this guy. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last game of the night here. We got Houston versus the Mariners here. Nine total. Cole, yeah. massive favorite. Cole, fantastic pitcher. Is he or is Verlander going to win the Cy I don't know. And it's a good question. Like, these are things, like, I don't really – like, in, in our world, I don't really think about it too often. Um, but it's got to be one of those two, right? And they're probably – and you'd have to think there's some kind of locker room thing where they're kind of having fun with each other and they're probably friends and they're, like, you know, joking with each other as far as, like, who's going to win. Well, you know, Cole's just be like, dude, just suck this next start. I really could use this. You've got three no-hitters and a Cy Young and, I believe, an MVP. Just let me have this. Come on. He's also got a famous wife, too. I don't know if you want to factor that in, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just that alone should be like, yeah, you don't, you don't deserve anything more. But Yeah, I mean, bad. look, he's been amazing, and there's no reason not to play him out to the fact, you know, salary cap, yada, 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 and also because the step-downs are so good. And, again, no, I, I feel very uncomfortable, like, especially if I'm, like, doing all right and going into this game you know, not having any coal. And I'm not saying I'm not going to, but like my first thought here is it's going to be hard to get to him. Uh, and he's probably going to be great. Not hard uh, if you play Hoffman. Well, your night might be over, <laughs> over if you play Hoffman, but. It's not going to be over till the end. That's the nice part. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting equity in like the, in the night. <laughs> I mean, honestly, so decent strategy. Uh, you can roll out a, what time does Thor start? Thor starts early. Early. You can roll out a Clevenger or something. No, that's too early. Roll out a Flaherty Bumgarner lineup. See how you're doing. And if you're doing really poorly, swap to Cole and Hoffman. They're pretty much the same exact swap. Oh, boy. Um, and the, the one vulnerability, like the strikeouts versus lefties, is 42.5%, which is just insane. 35.8% versus righties. Awesome, too. He has yielded some power, some lefty power. Like, look, I'm not here to make hot takes or ambitious takes, but if you want a goofy, like, off the rails, you probably can say, like, hey, one of these lefties is going to homer off of Cole. What about CEO of Team Girth? Had to get it in for the podcast. Daniel Vogelbach as a one-off? Is that insane? One of these. Is Team Girth in LLC? I'm still confused by this. I don't know. It's a whole made – the whole thing is made up. (laughs) Uh, He is a little ding, but he is super cheap. Uh, We'll see, you know. Or maybe Seager or something like that. Like, again, he will yield power to lefties when the ball's actually hit off the, you know. Uh, but that doesn't happen too often, obviously. And then we got Justin Dunn on the other side. Is he just an opener or is he, like, going to be – no, it's, it's him and uh, – is it Malone that's going to back him up? Is that where he's Yeah, saying? Malone's coming in afterwards, which – uh, He's got decent stuff, but 7-4 against Houston. Like, I'm not sure if I want to play – no. A guy like Cindergaard for 7-4 against Houston. Yeah, that's a no-go. Uh, unless we're getting really goofy lineups, you know, uh, out of Houston with certain guys resting because, again, Houston kind of in that, you know, the cruise control mode as well. 
but if it's the usual suspects of Springer, Altuve, and, and Bregman, and, and, you know, Alvarez, Gurriel, even Brantley, sure, why not? You know, even Correa. What a lineup, man. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch them in the playoffs for sure. Um, yeah, you're not rostering pitchers. Them. It's just a question of how much you're going to get as far as the bats. And well, I'm here to say that nobody's playing those bats. I'll just throw it out there. Like, they're going to be lost in the slate. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing them. I'm definitely going to be playing them. And uh, gosh, wow, this is impressive. Still the leader in the majors over Trout is Jordan Alvarez for both WRC plus and Woe, I believe. Well, it's also a small sample, but, you know, it's funny. It? I was looking at this the other day. Well, it's not a huge sample. It's, Trout's got a bigger sample, and Trout's obviously done it for more years. But, uh, I, you know, WRC Plus, if people don't know, like 100 is, is league average. If you have 105, that means you're 5% better than league average, right? So I was having fun with it one day as far as the top and the bottom. And Trout was like 180, meaning he's 80% better than the league average player. And Lewis Brinson was like 20, meaning as good as you think Mike Trout is, uh, as, as awesome as Mike Trout is, Lewis Brinson is equally as bad, which really puts into perspective how terrible Lewis Brinson's been. Well, to put in perspective of how good Jordan Alvarez is, Trout, 436 Woba, 179 WRC+. plus. Jordan Alvarez, 445 Woba, 186 <laughs> WRC+. plus. So, according to you, he's 7% better than Trout. Um, well, not according – no, you're <laughs> – that's not what I said. Trout's the best player of all time. Like, that's not even a conversation. I uh, no, Barry Bonds is the best player of all time, and we're not getting into this. Um, he had the best year of all time. Um, he had the two best years of all time. He had, like, a 38% walk rate when, when he had those, whatever those homers. It was, it's, maybe, it was, maybe it wasn't 70 that year. Whatever it was, like 2001, 2002? He has probably the four best years of all time. Um, but in any case – yeah, Houston play the bats are going to get lost in the slate. They are priced up, but Hoffman will get you those bats, just so you know. Uh, Seattle, we're not using anything. I mean, maybe a one-off lefty power guy, but it's super ambitious. Maybe it's wrong to say Houston will be lost in the slate. I pro- I'm going to walk that back immediately. Bregman at 5-1 is pretty reasonable, and Altuve at 4-7 is too cheap. Bradley at 4-1 is super cheap. And if you projected they're going to play against Malone, you know, they have a lefty their second time around. So, yeah. Um, you know, Dunn's going to open. We think Malone's going to be the closer or the middle relief guy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, not the closer. Yeah, they're probably not winning the game. He's not Kira Cedric. Um, yeah, so maybe I'm incorrect as far as that take. And I just ripped my earpiece out, so hopefully you can hear me. I can hear you. Uh, let's move on to the morning grind game and then get out of here. Dean, I don't know if you know what it is, but oh. first off, pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Oh, man. You got to prep me. For- How did you not prep me for this properly? You've been on before. You should remember things. Once, and it was a while ago. Um, well, pitcher under 8K that's going to get six or more strikeouts. Ugh, yeah, it's one of two guys. Uh, it's either Bundy or it's Keller. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, six or more. I want to go with uh, Keller. I'm going to go with Bundy. Um, I mean, easy. Pitcher over 8K to score under 15 points. Ooh, oh, well, Rich Hill. <laughs> Boom! I locked that one in. Yeah, go for the easy one. Classic. I'm going with Erod. Hitter, any hitter, any price, over 4K here to hit a bomb. Who you got? Ooh, hold on a second. Let me let me just – you got to prep me for this stuff, man. Anybody 4K or under oh, – 4K or over, you said? Yeah. Ooh, um – I, I'm going to take uh, – oh, now I'm just stalling for time. Can you go first? And can I buy some time? Jordan Alvarez. Could you have taken a little bit longer? No. Nope. to buy some time? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say bets. All right. Go for the most expensive guy. I like it. Not ballsy at all. <laughs> um, I went for the second most expensive guy. Real classy on this slate. Uh, hitter under 4K to get two or more hits. Oh, oh two or more hits. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Hold on a second. Um, I'm going with Chris Davis because he has to hit 248 on the season. <laughs> it's two four. Is it 248 or 247? Did I miscall it? I, don't I, I think it might be 247. Uh, I mean, Hanser Alberto is going to get two singles. Yeah, yeah, that works. Does that Last, help? Yeah, that, that, that's that. You got it. You got it. You did it. I'm proud of you. Last one. Stack to get six or more runs. Oh. Um. Hmm. Six or more runs. Let's see. By the way, I'm just scrolling through and I'm seeing Minnesota's facing Turnbull, but that's earlier in the day. So we're not counting that. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't say 
all of a sudden we can't start talking about the twins on a different slate, I suppose. No, that's not the case. Uh, can I yield one more time? I want to see, I want to see you and raise you, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, do I want to go off the board? I don't think I do. Be ambitious. Be ambitious? Oh, gosh. You know what? I am going to go with Toronto. I was going to say Cleveland, Oakland, or Houston. Wow, surprise, surprise. Are those all the chalky ones? For six or more runs. I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, doing it that way, but, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I won't say Houston because, like, they're supposed to get more than six, actually. Uh, Their total right now, I believe, is, like, six and change, six on a hook. I'm going to say Oakland. Oakland gets more than six. All right, I like it, Dean. It's been fun. I've spent way too much time with you tonight. Guys, you sound annoyed guys. with me. Are you annoyed? Is this no. It? no, I'm tired. I've been working with you for the last several hours, guys. If you haven't checked it out by the time you're done listening to this, check out the absolutely epic early week podcast hosted by the other guy that's on this podcast. The reason why I'm annoyed with him, clearly. <laughs> but go ahead and check that out. Scott Football early on in the week if you want to do some research or just listen to football talk before anything else comes out. Go ahead and check that out again. Check out our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Stevie will be back at some point this week, but I'm on tomorrow regardless, so I'll see you then. We're out of here. Holler. Holler. Holler.